When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. June 24th, 2022, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Tonight, talking about SmackDown and AEW Rampage, the go-home show for The Forbidden Door. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa. Alfred is off tonight, celebrating his birthday, uh, Mr. Applebee's. You know, he he dines free there on his birthday, so he likes to go to as oh, many yeah. different ones as possible to take advantage of that benefit. Oh my God, he's going to have such a stomachache afterwards. <laughs> He's probably yeah. having that full chocolate meltdown for dessert. It's my favorite. Nice. <laughs> How's your Friday? What'd you think of the wrestling tonight, Glenn? It was there. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, SmackDown were a week to go before Money in the Bank. They're still building matches. They're still setting stuff up. Sami Zayn is a delight, as always. Of course. Um, I think your enjoyment of AEW right now largely lives or dies by how excited you are about Forbidden Door and how into New Japan you are, and um, right. which isn't pejorative. But I do have to say, I don't know about you. I'm watching all this, and I'm like, so what's going on with MJF? Like that's same, still in my same. mind. That's the same. hottest story. Hoping, I'm hoping he shows up on Sunday. We'll see. He's we'll got to interfere. He's got to interfere. Well, before we talk about all the wrestling, I have some news about actually Tony Khan and Forbidden Door, which is, seems to be the topic of the week. But Tony Khan has promised a great moment when the mystery opponent debuts. So anticipation has been building for Zack Sabre Jr.'s mystery opponent at the upcoming Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And Tony Khan added more fuel to that fire today. All Elite Wrestling has been dealing with a ton of significant injuries, and the latest was um, Brian Danielson. Despite being originally scheduled to face uh, Sabre Jr. on the card, and he was supposed to take on um, the JAS at a Blood and Guts the week after, uh, Brian came out on Wednesday and said that he is not medically clear to compete, but he has found a suitable opponent to take mm. his place at Forbidden Door against Zack Sabre Jr. and at Blood and Guts and Tony Khan. Is promising a very, very big moment, a great moment for AEW fans. Who do you think the opponent is going to be, Glenn? Well, probably not MJF, unfortunately, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> he said that it's going to be a technical wrestler that's going to be able to match Zack Sabre Jr.'s capabilities. And he said that it's somebody that he trusts very much. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be Brie Bella. Uh, is Kushida scheduled for Forbidden Door? Uh, not that I know of. Kushida would be good. Kushida would be good. You're not thinking Cesaro, Johnny Gargano, like everybody in the IWC is thinking that way we can be disappointed? Well, but I think with uh, the New Japan preference, or the New Japan element, we're going to expect to see probably more of their talent. Yeah, but isn't Zack Sabre Jr. coming from New Japan? So you would expect somebody from the American side to take on Bryant's, um, you know, I I don't know. Maybe Cesaro, maybe Cesaro. 
I mean, that will be it will be a banger of a match, but I'm trying to not get my hopes up. But Tony Khan, you know, he's notorious for promising big moments. Um, so we'll see what happens here. But I don't know. I'm very back and forward because I feel like if you have to have somebody that's a technical wrestler, but at the same time has violent enough to go at it out and guts, this person is going to be the new member of BTC. I was personally thinking Johnny Gargano just because he's being part of so many war game matches. And mm. we know he can put on some really good wrestling matches. But again, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I would love for everybody in the chat to let us know who do you think this surprise opponent is going to be. Um, also, in more Tony Khan news, I don't know if you heard this, but Tony Khan revealed today that Jeff Hardy is under treatment at the moment, mm. um, which is, I would assume, great promising news. But today at the media call for Forbidden Door, Khan further addressed Hardy's situation and provided an update. Jeff is doing much better. Khan says, as I understand, Jeff is in treatment. I don't want to say too much about what's going on because it is his business, but I'm here for him, whatever he needs. And Tony Khan went on to say that this could be Jeff Hardy's last chance to make a change in his life. Um, what do you think about this? I think this is good news, positive news for Jeff Hardy. I mean, he still has a court case to deal with. His first appearance in court appearance is scheduled for July 5th. So um, what, what's your opinion about it? No, I'm glad he's getting treatment. I hope uh, this goes well, and I hope this is the turning point um, where he is able to conquer these demons. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's much more to add um, yeah. to that. I just hope that he gets better and gets all the help that he needs. And speaking of the Hardys, Matt Hardy went on on his podcast to say he is unsure about how Forbidden Door will perform. Going on what you said in the beginning of the show about the enjoyment of AEW being based on how much you enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling or not, Jeff Hardy did say on his podcast that even though he knows that AEW has a very hardcore audience, he understands that the buy rate and how this pay-per-view ends up doing has a lot to do with how much people also enjoy New Japan. And he says he's uncertain about how this pay-per-view will do. We just had a pay-per-view. Not everybody watches New Japan. And I think he's going to be criticized by the hardcore audience mm. of AEW. But really? I agree. Yes, I agree with Oh, you think Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think some people will criticize him. I think I personally have seen a lot of opinions online, right? Like people are stating their their beliefs about Roman and Brock. We don't need another Roman and Brock. But if you if you express not being excited for Forbidden Door, people come for you. I am a firm believer of let's talk shit about everybody equally. Am I excited mm. for Forbidden Door? Not like I was for Double or Nothing. Am sure. I excited for Brock or Roman Part One Hundred? Not. I'm not excited either. I think we should be able to criticize the product without everybody coming for you for not agreeing with whatever their take is yeah i don't think i don't uh, think forbidden door if i didn't have to cover it for wrestling inc i might not watch it here's the weird thing about the wrestling business is that we're all fans but with the internet we all like to think we're industry insiders we all know a thing <laughs> or two about a right. thing or two we all understand not only the psychology of wrestling but the wrestling business in and of itself and with that in mind, um, it's very easy. I mean, we're all, even those of us that do this semi-professionally, which is hilarious when you think about it, right. like, like everybody is capable of having like a bad take on why X, Y, or Z is good or bad for the world of wrestling. But I do think when you do a crossover, look, 
this is going to be good for New Japan. This is going to get some new yeah, eyeballs yeah. on New Japan, people that don't watch it, that have heard about it. And this is going to be exposure, which is going to introduce them to that. Do I think a lot of New Japan fans, uh, New Japan pro wrestling fans, do I think they're going to watch Forbidden Door and then start watching AEW? Maybe. That's that's the best case scenario for AEW with this. But when you do a crossover, let me give you an example. Marvel Comics did a huge crossover with DC Comics in the 1990s. Well, everybody knows Spider-Man and everybody knows Superman. Everybody knows Daredevil. Everybody knows Batman. But if Marvel Comics did a crossover with Image Comics, Yisa, you would probably say to me, what the hell is Image Comics? Yes. Because <laughs> most people aren't familiar with that. So it benefits Image Comics. It doesn't benefit Marvel. Um, yeah. because they're using their star power there. So I think this is an interesting move, but it's tough because we're coming off of double or nothing. And, and I cannot stress this enough. The MJF story, which feels like a lifetime. Yeah, ago, I know. Cause so many M things have gone. This has been a wild month. Yes. The MJF story. One of the biggest stories in all in the history of professional wrestling to say like, well, we're not going to focus on that right now because we got this other thing set up, but we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Some might say, hey, you're kind of dropping the ball, which is why I still think MJF might show up. I think I'm, he's hoping, I'm hoping he shows up at, uh, somewhere in this pay-per-view on Sunday. Yes. And him interfering in that title match, by the way, is the only suspense in that title match for the interim AEW championship. Everyone thinks Moxley is winning. Yeah. We know it's going to be a great match. If MJF doesn't interfere, like there is no suspense as to how that match finishes. Yeah, I think they should have done some kind of kayfabe suspension, some kind of kayfabe termination. I think Tony Khan should have addressed that in the media call today. You have to do something to keep that storyline going. Because the one thing about professional wrestling is that the show goes on no matter what. MJF, Sasha, and Naomi, that all feels like ages ago. But it yeah. just happened. And if you don't keep it relevant, people are going to forget about it. And everything that MJF did on that promo is going to end up dying down if you just wait but i also have a bad feeling that that's exactly what they're doing waiting to get forbidden over and then go back to a normal regular dynamite and pick up on the regular storylines that that they were working before forbidden And by the way people pivot on this stuff all the time you know iron man the first iron man movie was such a success that they shot that end credit scene in the hulk featuring robert downey jr because those movies only came out like three weeks apart from each other they shot right that scene to put Robert Downey Jr. in there because they knew everyone was going to be talking about what's next for Iron Man. Like right. you can't sideline MJF and expect people to be like, yeah, but we got all this other wonderful stuff. It's like, no, we want to know what's going on with MJF in addition to all this. And that's not even talking about the ratings. I do know that they went up this week, but they went up to what? 860,000 last week. They did 740,000 or just about, I don't know the exact yeah. number. That's not the numbers that we're doing before the build for forbidden door. So, you know, I am excited for Forbidden Door. I will watch it. I'm going to be here in wrestling and covering it right after. I just wish, I mean, I know that the injuries have really hurt this show because sure. a lot of the people that I wanted to see are not going to be part of this show. But I also have a lot of issues in you introduce me to Osprey and then you have him losing on television. So why would I be invested on this new Japan guy? You bring out Okada onto AW Dynamite and you make him look so basic. Now, I'm a casual viewer, but I tune into Wrestle Kingdom every year and he looks larger than life. And then you have him come out in a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of things there that could have just been done differently. But we'll see how Sunday goes. But I, well, the one thing I'm hoping for is for an MJF appearance. 
Yeah, I think uh, we all are. A couple super chats here. Alex Diaz, 1990, asking, who are your Money in the Bank winner predictions? Uh, Issa, I don't know about you, but after tonight, I want to see Sami Zayn. I know you were going to say that, so I'm going to say Seth Rollins for the men's. Who do you got for the girls? Oh, I'd like it to be Shotzi, but I think it's going to be Lacey. Oh, no. I'm going to say Liv or Alexa. Okay. Steve Marcuccioli, 499, saying, with Triple H back in NXT, do you think it's one step to being in charge of WWE creative at some point? Also, do you see cross back in WWE? Um, so I don't know if you heard this, but it's exciting, right? There's there's rumors that Triple H might be coming back to take over NXT, but we don't know yet. I think we'll see it as the weeks go on in how the television is booked. But um, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I love that Triple H did the black and, and yellow ball, and I know you did too, Glenn. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Karrion Cross, I don't know. He was supposed nah. to make an appearance in AEW, and then that ended up not happening. So, I don't know where he'll go, but I don't see him coming back right now. Yeah, probably not. But with Triple H, so how do you think Triple H, do you think he comes in and uh, is like, Makes okay. Tony D'Angelo the champion, yes. Yes, he goes Tony D'Angelo, Nikita Lyons, good, <laughs> yes. Braun, I gotta keep you around because I think Vince is gonna like you. The rest of you, like no. Solo Sokoa, North American champion. Yeah, Solo's yes. good. Solo's good. Like a few of them are good, <laughs> but uh, Grimes is like, "What are you still doing here, dude? You were here when I left." Yeah. Um, <laughs> did Brooks and Dunn win the NXT UK Tag Team Championships? Did I read that correctly the other day. I saw on the news somewhere today that there was a new NXT champion crown on the live events this weekend, but I haven't. No, on UK. UK. Oh. Next oh, was it the UK? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Let's look. Let's go to Wikipedia. You know. Oh, that's the, the most yeah, reliable source. Dunn. Brooks really? and Dunn are the wow. UK. Brooks and Dunn, the least European wrestlers. Were they? They were the ones that were frying the steaks, right? Yes. Uh, one yes. of them. <laughs> one of them uh, is involuntarily celibate. And uh, oh, oh god, yes, involuntarily. Solemn. Oh my god, that should be on a t shirt. That needs to be a t shirt, Glenn. <laughs> uh, he's, he's having trouble meeting the ladies, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but we're gonna we're talking about Max Dupree tonight, and that oh, we'll bullshit. get into that. <laughs> um, oh, but wait, there was one other thing I wanted to call up here, uh, which was uh. No, Bueno Crew saying Issa killing it with the news. Was Thank there anything you. else? No, no, I'm all done. I'm ready to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. I have to give a shout out. High point of my day of what has been a very difficult day for most Americans. Olipop came out with a banana Here cream he flavor. Here he goes. This is banana cream soda, four Ew. grams of sugar. Four grams of sugar in this. <sighs> Pro prebiotics, but banana cream. Like you think, like you think like banana cream soda. This is delicious. It sounds gross, Glenn. It it kind of is, but it really <laughs> grows on you. <laughs> Glenn, the next time I come to Vegas, I plan on visiting you and drinking all of this. I'm gonna make a vlog drinking yeah. all of these drinks that you advertise. The grape soda, well, not advertise. I'm just giving them plugs here because. Oh, uh, I, I know, like I know, stuff, but you know. But, what I mean. uh, Heather Abood uh, uh, in our chat. Heather was posting the other day that I was correct. The Olipop grape soda is the greatest grape soda of all time, and only four grams of sugar. It's got fiber in it for Christ's sakes. It's incredible. 
That's great. Um, hey, I'm looking. I'm looking for high points in my day. He said, as many people are today. So you know, it was I'm a to rough find. day. It was it's a rough, rough day. day, and I don't know that wrestling was necessarily the escape and the distraction that we would all love it. No, no, the shows were kind of just there tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait till we get started with SmackDown and the BS storyline that the, the, the they they try to keep you watching the show until the end to just end up with the same thing we had in the beginning. How stupid! Yes. Oh, hey, but the Vikings <laughs> are back, and they've oh, got God. different makeup and a horn. Let's go. Yeah, not like horns, but like like a air raid siren. The raid, the raid siren. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Drew McIntyre opened the show tonight. Lit jacket. Yeah, Drew looked good. Crazy though, Seamus interrupting, Pierce coming out and saying, uh, I decide you guys aren't in the Money in the Bank match unless tonight you can coexist and team up. Uh, Paul Heyman was out there, so putting them against the Usos in the main event tonight. Like, this was a very slap together, like, oh shit, we don't have a main event. Uh, what are we gonna do? But can they coexist, Glenn? Uh, I didn't understand because they never really told us what influence Paul Heyman used to get Adam Pierce to make this choice. Did he pay him off? Like, what is it that, that he said or did? You know what I mean? Did he yeah, offer, like, was Roman Reigns going to kick his ass? Like, I don't understand. I thought it was dumb. And then the ending made it even more dumb. And then having them go against the Usos, for one second, I suspended my disbelief because if you look at the Usos booking when the titles are not on the line, they yeah. never win. But what did the Usos win? Then what? Then the Usos are in, or do we have two empty spots? No. Because no, they the, the Usos are not in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you don't have the roster to have four empty spots. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was it was weird. And why not use it to promote another tag team instead of the Usos? The Usos have a title match at Money in the Bank. Why not use the New Day for that? Why not use, I don't know, bring in Judgment Day? Like, why not do something different with that spot to make us really want to keep watching? I don't know, uh, but I'm calling this shot right now that here we are, 624. Next week is the go-home for Money in the Bank on 7-1. If on 7-8 they do not announce the bracket for a women's tag team tournament, I am now predicting that that is never happening. If they do not announce a start date. Oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I am. I forgot about it until you just brought it up. Because they need to at least announce it then with the final match to take place at SummerSlam. If they don't do that, I think the women's tag team titles are are have been erased from existence for the time being. So two weeks. Two weeks for them to take some forward motion on that. Hopefully yeah, it's it not going to happen. They're just going to make them go away and until like people forget about them. So it was weird how they had to clarify when they came back from break. Like, oh, by the way, the Usos... Uh, aren't going to qualify for money in the bank and then win and the titles aren't on the line. And like, it, it was vi- like, you can tell WWE um, much like you could tell any wrestling promotion, not just WWE. Cause this happened the same thing with AEW and CM Punk. If commentary has to clarify what we just watched on screen before, and even commentary is not hundred percent sure. Like this is literally being written as it's going out over the air. 
Yeah, I didn't preview um, SmackDown today. I used to do like stream in which I preview the shows and I could tell which shows they have written last minute because you had the preview on the website and they will have nothing, you know, posted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's how this show went. Even FIFO Select tends to send out like a rundown of the show and I'm pretty sure they sent it pretty close to the show which goes to tell you they probably didn't have a script ready to go. And they stole here. Did you notice they played two video packages? We didn't even get to to what the stipulation was going to be until like 15, 16 minutes into the show. It was yeah. like, we've been here 20 minutes and we haven't seen any wrestling and nothing, ha no match has been set yet. Like, what are we doing? Paul Heyman is a good sport that he will now just put himself in segments, whether it has any relevance on him or not. I will say one thing. And, and you know, I love Roman. I love Brock and everything. But when I heard... Uh, Paul Heyman screamed the Brock Lesnar for one second. It made me miss Paul Heyman with Brock yeah. because I feel like Roman does a lot of well, first of all, Roman's never there anymore, but Roman is there. Roman has been doing a lot of his own talking, and it just feels like Paul yeah. Heyman is just there to hold the belt to where with Brock. At least we saw a little more of you know Paul cutting the promos for him, and I kind of miss that. Just, just a side note, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, in fact, I think the Brock returning is what makes Paul with Roman interesting uh, or else I think it would yeah. be time for uh, Paul to move on to somebody else. But uh, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, back in Dallas, Texas <laughs> in 2016 there, at NXT TakeOver, uh, we all chanted fight forever. Little yes. did we know what the ramifications of that would be. It was going, because... it was going to be literally. <laughs> yes. Because uh, tonight we got our Money in the Bank qualifying match. Sami Zayn Versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And oh, it took me back to 2016. You know, during uh, that stay at the uh, Loft Hotel across from the convention center, I met Zack Sabre Jr. I was introduced to Zack really? Sabre Jr. in the lobby of that hotel. And somebody said, hey, you know Zack Sabre Jr.? I said, no, I'm not familiar. And Zack Sabre Jr. looked up for me and was like, what's up? And I was like, hey, how's it going? And then I walked and uh, got uh. myself like a coffee. It was Is a that at the bar? Moment. By the way, I stayed at that hotel for this mania because of yeah. your recommendation. And I ended up really liking it. It has a it's nice a, vibe. A I like yeah, I like the little bar downstairs. The room was very spacious, so highly recommend. But yeah, the loft, it's like the value brand for the W hotels. Right, right. And it and it does give you that vibe because I have stayed at W's as well. But Going back to that 2016 moment, is yes. I will never forget that Sammy saying Shinsuke Nakamura oh, match. I, I went oh, there because I didn't have anything else to do that night. I wasn't too familiar with Shinsuke. I have seen his matches against AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar, just the big ones, right? I'll never forget that we were chanting holy shit when the man just oh, like, yeah. when, when his entrance finished. We hadn't even seen him throw a strike and we were already mesmerized by him. Shinsuke forever, man. Yeah, and tonight this was a pretty good match. It was. But I have to say, I love um I love that Sami Zayn's in money in the bank. I love that Sammy's already saying he would never cash in on Roman. Um, <laughs> he said he was catching on Brock Lesnar, so <laughs> come on. I want I want a real Sami Zayn versus Brock Lesnar match. And I'll squash. I want a real match because I want to see what I, I want to see them pair up for a little bit though. That's oh they gotta be a tag team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I really enjoyed this match. It, the only thing that I would, and I'm nitpicking here because I just love when these two guys wrestle each other. I don't need to see them wrestle forever, like you said. But my only nitpick is that Sami Zayn was literally dead. He was sandbagging Shinsuke, Shinsuke getting back in the ring. And then all of a sudden he gets like all this energy for a hell of a kick. And I'm like, where'd that come from? <laughs> you a know halu- what I mean? A haluva kick. It should be called a hell of a kick. I know. I will forever call kick. it. I will forever call it hell of a kick. That's just my, my own. That's my own rule that I. I agree. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> there are some things that should just remain. The hurricanrana. It could be the hurricana. Why do we have to? Why? Why do we need to add that extra syllable in there? Right. Hell of a kid, you know? and I'm sticking to it. Uh, but no, this was a good match uh, tonight. I enjoyed this. I. Sami Zayn is. Look, one of the most talented performers, one of the most consistently entertaining performers, and also if you follow what he does outside of the ring, just uh, one heck of a human being. And uh, I'd love to see him win Money in the Bank. So this was this was a very, very good match tonight. I feel at this point, um, there's three people that, in my opinion, except for Omas, I don't know why he's in this latter match, but I feel like Sami Zayn will make sense with the briefcase being an honorary member of the bloodline, right? Trying yes. to protect Roman. Yes. I feel like Seth Rollins is the obvious choice at this point. You look at the lineup, you think Seth is winning. I also think that Drew McIntyre makes sense. And I know I'm not the biggest Drew fan, but I see Drew being such a baby face that he puts the briefcase on the line and cashes a scene for the clash at the castle main event. And that's how hmm. we get to remember so it's true so i i i feel like a lot of people are saying said it's the obvious choice and i'm thinking no i feel like money in the bank could be unpredictable we still have two spots to go okay okay well you know tonight speaking of unpredictable <laughs> uh gender and shanky in the new day no kinda, no i don't want to talk about this no they had a dance off they had a dance off and uh gender having none of it but then uh raid siren and they were attacked by the viking raiders who now have uh eye makeup like they're in the misfits or uh good charlotte circa 19 or circa 2002 good charlotte rocking that emo eye makeup look why did we have a dance off because we needed something to happen for the viking raiders to attack because no longer will we see them in backstage segments having feats of strength and people saying one of them is the cute one and they're hanging out with the street profits now the viking raiders are serious you know I... one of them one of them lives on a compound and like grows his own vegetables and like slaughters his own meats and okay. uh, oh okay i yeah, was gonna say so does daniel bryan until you said the meats part then you kill you kill them yeah. um okay so let me tell you a fun a fun fact i was doing oh. a watch along on my channel and I'm like, okay, so Jinder Mahal and the New Day, but whatever, are up next. And somebody in the chat is like, oh, yeah, on a dance-off. I thought they were joking, Glenn. I thought they were joking <laughs> because of Shanky dancing. And I'm like, stop messing with me. And they were like, no, really, it's a dance-off. <laughs> this was dumb. And, and they're really trying to get this Shanky dancing to get over. But introducing the Viking Raiders on this segment, what does that tell you about how they're going to treat them moving forward? This is the SmackDown tag team division right now. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. It's- uh, that's one way to look at it, and it's, it's the correct way. It's one way, and it's the correct way. Um, but Lacey Evans, uh, who I know you feel a strong personal connection with, Issa, <laughs> um, she was in a match with Raquel Rodriguez, and they teamed up to take on Sonya Deville with Shannon Baszler and Zia Lee um, with uh, Lacey and Raquel winning this match. What did you think of this? Um 
I thought it didn't make any sense for Sonia Deville to be coming out with uh well Shayna, yes, we thought we did see a little bit of them working together in the past, but Saya Lee, I, I thought that was weird and kind of random, right? Also random was Sonia Deville being on SmackDown. She showed up and told Adam Pierce, I've been back on SmackDown for weeks. I was like, No, you haven't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like last we saw her, I thought it was on Raw. I don't wait, what? Night oh, one no. says the <laughs> discovered the splendor of mascara. And hey, I like I I think guy liner is a pretty good look. Oh, me too. If you can pull it off. Me too. You know? Um, but yeah, it was very emo with uh, their eye makeup. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh yeah, this match it was just there for me. Yeah, it was uh it was what it was. Um, but let's talk about if that didn't do it for you, uh, Drew Gulak signing backstage uh, oh. with the Street Profits. Los Lotharios were... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> this needs to stop. It does need to stop. Uh, hey, let me Moss ask you there. something. Yeah. Now that I know that you've been cashing up on this Menudo HBO series, do they not look like Menudo rejects? I mean, like they look like MDO rejects. MDO like, rejects, like, but rejects. like They didn't get accepted. They tried out. But they, they didn't get accepted. No, 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 Remember no, the little no, kid? No. Remember the little kid Abel, who was always mean mugging yes. the camera and wearing yes. his do rag. Yes. When he went on to MDO, Los Lotharios could have hung with that era of MDO. Yeah. No, they could. They would have been rejected. <laughs> they would. They would have been rejected. <laughs> They'll forever be Menudo rejects to me. Uh, why was Abel looking so angry all the time? All the like, time. All and the he time. Was, he was a little cutie. I don't know why he was so mad about. I know, and even now, to look at pictures now, and he's still like, like just like. Oh, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yeah. yet. But yeah, I was texting you yesterday. I was like looking at old Menudo members social media. Like you sent me down a deep prick, and then I logged in this morning, and half of my recommended on YouTube are Menudo related things. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, and Johnny Lozada aging so well. Um, uh, I my very first crush. Fun really? fact, my very first crush, Johnny from Menudo. Yes. Wow. Uh, He's yeah. got. He had that smile. He had. The, I'm a sucker for smiles. No, and he looks looks fantastic as he's uh, aging. Um. So, oh, now we have to talk about this promo. Wait, what promo? Natalia dresses. Please come on, Glenn. This was my favorite thing on the show. Shut up. You didn't like it. You know, my wife loved this also. Oh, I was it just kind of so like, good. Ah, I can't believe you didn't like it. You well, okay, screaming. So I think okay, so Natalia coming out dressed like Rhonda with a stroller. Like, it was... <laughs> did you not think for a second it was Rhonda? No, I, I for I one slight second, I was like, I literally said, she bring her baby to the ring, and then they zoomed in, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know what it is? Okay, so I think this ended up okay, but traditionally, oh, going back, it. going back to DX as the nation of domination, like usually when you've got someone imitating their opponent, it's normally a very cringeworthy. It wasn't. Promo. It was but so no, I, good. I, I'll, I'll see that. Uh, and and, this, was, and was this was Rhonda's best promo. I don't know if she wasn't scripted yeah, or maybe because good. she's so comfortable with Natty. We know they're good friends. We know Natty helped train Rhonda. So I can tell that they might have a different level. Like, I don't know. I feel like Rhonda is the best when she's not scripted or when she legitimately doesn't like you because I did think she's too toe-to-toe with like Becky Lynch uh, and Nikki yes. Bella, for example. But I loved 
everything about this segment. Ronda no sold that stroller like no other. Yeah. Like, Natalia kept trying to beat her up with the stroller and she no sold it. I I thought this was the best that Ronda has sounded since she came back. And I actually really got me invested in their match. I love Natalia committed, bro. She even did the eye makeup and everything. Well, bravo. I was going to say, like, the Viking Raiders had fiercer eye makeup tonight. I mean, let's, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, uh, fine. I'll no, give you that. No, but no, Natalia no. had fiercer hair. Yes. It looked good. Once Ronda came out, I thought it really worked well. It was just, yeah, yeah. my guard went up when this started because I was like, oh, God, this oh might my be. God. Rhonda said the only thing you can be, the only way you can be a main attraction is by dressing up like yes. me. It was good. Ah, yeah, it and was they got so into good. It at the end, I liked her pulling the jacket off. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Ronda's winning this match. Like, of course no... she is, but they managed to get us a little bit invested, which I wasn't. I mm. wasn't until tonight. I thought tonight really won me over. Interesting. I mean, and I think I think that Natalia's gonna. I mean, I think Ronda's a great wrestler, but I don't think we've seen the best of her in this return compared to her first original run. I do think Natalia could get probably Ronda's best match since her return at the Rumble. Really? Oh, since her return yeah. at the Rumble. Let's since her nice. return at the Rumble, not. Like, I think. I think. Not ever. I think Ronda didn't miss on her first run. Look at all of no, her no. matches; they were so good. But I don't think that she's hit that way on this run, and I and I have high hopes for this match at Money in the Bank. Um. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, Ronda did well tonight because she didn't seem. Uh, Maybe like you said, because she's such good friends with Natalia in real life, like they seemed like they uh, had a good chemistry. Tonight. Maybe Natalia's just easy to make fun of, and she had a lot in her arsenal. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, what are you gonna say to Charlotte Flair? She's the queen. She's on top okay. of the world. But with Natty, there's a couple of things. Like she went to the heart line. I'm glad she did. I, I'm glad she kept going because everybody always comes at Natty with the whole "you're a heart," and I'm like, please find something new to insult her about. And yeah. she did. I, I um, love this segment. I, I love this segment. So Blinken, you missed it, but uh, Gunther defeated Ricochet in a rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. Do you expect otherwise? No. Okay, great. Poor Ricochet. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, because Ricochet was, uh, you know, look, Ricochet is, um, <laughs> I'm going to say Ricochet is the greatest mishandling of uh, top tier talent that WWE has had in the last five years. Really? Who have they mishandled worse than Ricochet? Andrade. Alist- well, Andrade won. I- well, yeah, Andrade. <laughs> Alistair Black. I mean, there's a- Keith Lee. But look at what Ricochet does in the ring. Tell me who but else. Can I do will that. say Ricochet has felt mishandled since even NXT because he didn't do much in NXT outside of put on bangers, but he was always putting somebody else over. You know what I mean? To where Andrade and, Al- and Malachi Black at least got, you know, world title runs in NXT and then they came to the main roster and got shit on. But that's a different story. That should be our next list, Glenn, for Tuesday. Most the mishandled most, talent. The most mis- mishandled males and then we'll do females. We should do it. I'm a, I'm a text Alfred. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> in hindsight, they should have made Ricochet's gimmick that he doesn't talk. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, like, no disrespect to Ricochet as the person, but I'm just saying whether it's the material you've been given or the way they've presented you on promos, that has been your undoing. Yeah. Oh, somebody in the chat says Killer Cross, and you win. You win. All right, you got it. Well, Killer in the main Cross. roster. In the, in the main, main roster. roster. But that was, like, 
that was he was there on the main roster for a cup of coffee. Like also, I see Heather in the chat. You were just talking about her. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. I was. Uh, she agrees that the grape olipop is the best yeah. grape soda. Yeah, she's not tried the banana though. I don't believe. I think Gunther. If we're not gonna have Roman Reigns around, I think Gunther can make this Intercontinental Championship important again. And I don't see Ricochet being capable of doing that. So I'm here for a Gunther run, and hopefully we can see the IC title being defended on pay per view again at some point. Yeah, where do you what do you do with Gunther from here though? Uh, you have Shinsuke, maybe oh. you have Drew McIntyre. Uh, you have oh my god, Sheamus, Gunther, and Sheamus. Give it to me like now, yo. They're gonna go so hard. Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like they're gonna mess each other up. Gunther versus Sheamus. I need it in my life. Okay, so Tamina was back tonight because apparently Aaliyah got injured. We had Shotzi versus Tamina as a Money in the Bank qualifier. With Shotzi winning pretty easily. I'm, I'm glad they're giving Shotzi uh, something again. I'm glad they gave Tamina something. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, didn't the Rock just, she, didn't the Rock she's just got, buy her a house? I was, I was just going to say, it's not like she's gotten enough this week. She just got a house bought by her. I wish I had a cousin that bought me a house. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I was happy to see Tamina and good for Shotzi. Yes. It was a good uh, match, too. Yeah, it was good. Short, but it was good. Yeah. Somebody saying it wasn't good. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention then. So, Max Dupree. No. (sighs) (laughs) The longer they drag this out, the more disappointing it's going to be. I I think now more than ever, though, it's pretty, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly is the tag team. You think so? Oh my God. I hope so. But did he say a name of the person that's going to debut? Uh, I don't think he he said said a name, name, but he said people. He says clients. He said multiple clients. I think our main event was like Mace or T-Bar or someone like that. I I doubt that. I mean, but that's terrible. Um, We haven't seen Pretty Deadly on NXT, so. It should should be Pretty Deadly. I hope uh, so. Yes, he said titillate the juices. That was weird. I don't like how he keeps getting on Adam Pierce's face. Like somebody talks that close to me, they're getting punched. <laughs> hey, what? Well, like, yeah. When Heyman and uh, Sami Zayn were doing the same thing, I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be close enough to someone I could get mono from them. You know. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah, no. I just, I this needs to happen, or they need to drop it. Like, yeah. Yeah, but there's there's no more like it was so dumb. I, I just don't even expect it. I it roll is. my eyes now at it. It is super dumb. And mm-hmm. um if you have an idea and it's not ready to go yet, don't promote it. <laughs> like <laughs> that simple. Oh, come on, Glenn. Like they haven't done this before. I know, and it, <laughs> yeah, and how often? How often does it turn out good? The Funkasaurus was the one time. Yeah. And that was really the theme song and the merch, the the dance. Still the best thing he has ever done. Was the Oh yeah. Course. 1000%. Uh so um yeah. So the main <laughs> event tonight, uh Drew McIntyre Sheamus with Ridge Holland and who is who is with them, Isa? Butch. 
and they took on the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos. What did you think? Of this? this was a long match. It was a long match. They gave him a lot of time, and I thought the match was good, given the fact that it was so predictable and so blah. I loved. Oh my god! You skipped Pat's uh, oh, promo. Sorry. But what I mean, Pat got a promo. He is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Baron Pat Corbin McAfee. at SummerSlam. Pat is such a cool dude. He's so organic. He's he just is. cool because he's cool. Like there's no try hard. Like he's not trying hard to be cool. He's just cool. He fits in. I'm excited to see him wrestle at SummerSlam. Back to the main event. Do you have any thoughts about the the Pat promo? Uh well, I have a thought, which is like Madcap Moss won this feud with Corbin. <laughs> And the commentary guy is getting a match at SummerSlam against Corbin, whereas Madcap Moss is hanging out backstage. In a maybe he don't. Maybe cool. Pat don't want that Madcap Moss smoke. Maybe he saw what he did to Corbin. He was like, "No, I'm gonna go with this other guy." Okay. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see uh, Pat take an end of days. Yeah. Yeah. I, but look, I, I, just, I just want the entrance. Pat has such a cool entrance. We are eight <laughs> days away from Baron Corbin at Money in the Bank, which means we're roughly a week away from Baron Corbin being in Las Vegas. Now, I am still uh, not uh, experiencing society on a face-to-face -face level, uh, but Baron Corbin needs to go out to Las Vegas casinos and lose all of his money and become broke again. I need that to needs see to him. Happen. I need to see him stay a night at that cheap motel he was at. Remember yes. the vignette that they shot? And I know exactly what motel that is. That's the one that's in the freaking strip that costs like $32 a night. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Mergers it have happened there. Or was it the one at the far end of the strip that's like across no, the No, it was the Travel Lodge because he had the blue stuff. Yeah, we stayed there once back in, like when Frank Sinatra no. died. Yeah. Frank Sinatra died. We, we were at the Luxor one night. We were doing like a band thing. We had a showcase at the Luxor. And then... um. The other nights we went to the travel lodge because I uh, one of our bandmates' moms was like a travel agent. She was like, no, it's a good deal. You get free continental breakfast. And that was when Sinatra <laughs> died. And I remember like we're in this hotel room watching the Seinfeld finale um, and like just like hoping we don't get murdered. Uh, like, yeah, oh it's the, the worst hotel on the strip. But OK, so here's the point, though. If you are in Las Vegas for Money in the Bank and you see Baron Corbin, you direct him to the nearest slot machine, craps table, baccarat. Yes. Like, we need Baron Corbin to lose all his money again to make his character shine. I don't know, because now he's going to be, after Money in the Bank, he's going to be in a field with Pat. So he might just be interesting just because of the oh. field that they're going to build towards. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, I just wanted to mention the Pat um, promo because he's just so cool and he feels so alive. Yes. No, he's, <laughs> he's uh, shot in the arm uh, for the show. Main event, good match seeing these guys wrestle. Very talented performers, but you kind of knew Drew and Sheamus were winning or else yeah. what's the point of having this match? That was the only stakes in the match. Yeah, and they won. Yeah. And, then, and then it was a mess. And then it, it, it got very AEW. <laughs> Because yeah. everybody was attacking everybody, and I didn't know like Sammy came out and the street profits got involved and the Usos and Drew and Sheamus, and I didn't know what to pay attention to. Yes, I concur. Uh what was that? The super chat. Oh. Terry, Terry wants to see Xavier die. <laughs> Xavier versus Walter. <laughs> That's a bad idea. I need, I need, I need Walter versus Sheamus. I need Walter versus Drew versus Shinsuke. Big, meaty men 
slapping meat. Dot com. <laughs> to register that dot com. Is it taken? I'm going to go look right now. <laughs> uh, so, while Issa searches, Ew, what am I going to get? I, I'm afraid now. <laughs> I think you're going to get exactly what you're looking for. No, stop. BigMeetingMenSlappingMeat.com <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. It has... Okay, I'm taking it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was scared for a second of what I was getting into. <laughs> There you go. So while Issa registers that, um, AEW Rampage Night pre-tape show, but we did get some interstitials that are fleshing out Forbidden Door a little bit more. Uh, Forbidden Door is being shown in movie theaters. Yeah. Are you going to go see it? Well, it's being promoted by Joe Hand uh, Productions. So if you can't access the Forbidden Door in person, just use Johan. Oh. <laughs> that was such a bad joke. <laughs> I mean, like, that's probably why they chose Johan Productions. They were like, the na- Tony Khan's like, the name works. Someone's going to put this together. Just use Johan. Uh, so... Rampage tonight. Opened up with a banger. Yeah. Andrade El Idolo versus Ray Phoenix. Like Phoenix. Andrade. Phoenix. Yeah, they, they killed it. I love this match. I thought this match should have main evented. But then again, the main event ended up in chaos. So I can see why they did what they did. But they gave him some time. And this match was so much fun. Andrade's pants ripped. Did you notice that? Because I noticed that. Um, I hope Charlotte don't come for me. But it was kind of obvious mm. that his pants ripped. Uh, I think Charlotte's going to be coming for me because uh, the other night we ranked the greatest NXT women's champions. Oh, I don't even, yeah, yeah. On this up. very podcast, I don't think Charlotte's going to be happy with the ranking entirely based on her second run. You messed up. You messed up. This Tuesday, the top ten most mishandled NXT talent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you guys the rules for it. Like, we Is gotta figure enough? it out. I mean, you know. No, if we do all of them is handled, like we'll be on for three hours. So we're going to keep it at 10. Okay. okay. I'm going to, I'm going to send you guys the rule. I'm talking like, we got to figure out if we want to do NXT or make or main roster. Like we got to figure it out. Okay. Oh, t- top 10 most <coughs> botched call-ups would be very interesting. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's it. You just did it. The top okay. 10 most botched call-ups. Yeah. Cause that's, uh gonna be something um but no this match was really really good i think uh fenix and andrade had great entering chemistry together uh i don't know why this didn't main event well i think because they wanted to finish in the main event they like those chaotic they like to go off the air with chaos yeah um but andrade won this with the yellow ddt got the pin and then andrade and uh rush posed after yeah andrade Rush. has his own little uh stable now which yeah. is great because i've been wanting more for andrade since he came to aw maybe this is the start of a new turnaround for him yeah um so i like kingston and jericho keeping their rivalry going tonight with uh eddie's promo for yeah door. eddie kingston is very good at cutting promos so good um and we had Keith and Swerve backstage. 
I completely missed this. I apologize. I haven't been on the same page, but yeah. uh, you know, now now it's going to be all simpatico between them. Yeah, so they're facing uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado on the Forbidden Door buy-in. But what did you think about Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb versus Lainey Luck in Sierra? I have a bad feeling that they're gonna create AEW Women's Tag Team Titles. Well, somebody has to. Oh, wouldn't it be great if Sasha and Naomi showed up and won the inaugural AEW Shut Women's up. Tag Team Titles? Shut up! No. <laughs> You don't think that'd be great? <laughs> no, they don't need a women's tag team title, though. They need I, it. Will be amazing. It will be the biggest fu to WWE ever. Yes, that's why. But, but AEW doesn't need any more titles. I like the match. I, I I thought it was so funny because I think it was Mercedes like touched Serena Deeps in the arm and she made such a big deal about it. I was like, they're gonna make uh, Serena Deeps and Mercedes uh, loser loses their arm match or something. <laughs> Um, it's, it's good to see that we've been featured on AEW television. Yeah, this was a short but fun match with Mercedes and Serena getting that win. But Heather Abood has a more pressing oh, question. Let's go. Chat. Let's go. Five dollars. Totally off topic. Best boy band solo song of all time. Go. Uh, it's clearly blowing me up by JC. <laughs> Actually, I was thought but I was like, no, 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 no. Of of that era, the best solo boy band song is Ashley Parker Angel soundtrack to your life. Oh my god, I love that song so much. Shut up. Yes. Even Crazy Beautiful is really good on that album too. It's really but soundtrack uh, to your life, like but, legitimately is in my top yeah, one hundred like, songs of all time. Uh, of all time. Yeah, all all he, especially if you know the backstory, you listen to the lyrics, he's writing it to his unborn baby and the things that he's saying. That entire album hits. Ashley Parker, his entire first album, I could listen to yes. it and not get Very tired good. of it. Yeah, it is. Um, but what about Viva La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin? Well, it's oh, come on. Era, no, Look, it's not a different count. era. Okay, he was part of Menudo. That counts as a solo. Okay, what about Man in the Mirror? I mean, what about Michael Jackson? He was in a boy band. Okay, but that's not Michael Jackson's best song. Man in the Mirror is Michael Jackson's best song. Oh no, it's not. It's we're gonna got have a message. this. We're gonna. We're gonna. Okay, so at, at my what, funeral, what, what message the blowing me up has? Uh, I, I've, I've stated to my wife that at my funeral, there's gonna be a playlist of songs. There's gonna be instructions, and one is like, uh, you're gonna play Man in the Mirror, and so Glenn asked that everybody just close their eyes and, and like feel it, and then like think about <laughs> reflections, and then when you open your eyes, resolve yourself. To the change you maybe she'll hand out mirrors so you open your eyes you look at yourself in the mirror and then no! you know, make the change <laughs> well i don't want a funeral but i want i want my way by frank sinatra to be played not the sid vicious version you know um no no also also sexy back by jt um i think some i'm trying people, to think of like mainstream duncan on jt did you see the tiktok of jt at the recent concert doing the dance no jt's no. jt's aging a bit He's starting to show. Shut up! No, JT has not aged at all. No, I think Michael. I think Man in the Mirror is, is certainly my favorite Michael Jackson song. Oh my! I have so many. Um, Give it to you by Jordan Knight. That's actually a good song, Heather. Oh yes. my god! Well, what about um, uh, On Our Own by Bobby Brown from Ghostbusters Two? I mean, you know, new edition no. boy band. You know. I mean, it's up there. It's up there. You know. Your favorite Michael Jackson song is Man in the Mirror. It absolutely is my favorite Michael Jackson song. That's beautiful. Is I mean it's it's a really good song. 
Like just straight up is is like legitimately a great. Now he didn't write it, but it's legitimately I know. a great. Song. It's a good. It is a good song. It really yeah. is. Uh no, I mean, look, I like "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Rock with, I mean, like, oh, I love "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Yeah. I, but I'm yeah. saying, but I have to pick. It's kind of like it's like with Madonna. Like "Live to Tell" is the best Madonna song. Like you can no, look at not. all the other ones. You don't like "Live to Tell." I like it, but it's not on my top ten Madonna really? songs. Yeah. What's your number one Madonna song? I'm very curious about this. Oh, Material Girl. <laughs> really? Oh, see, I see. I was a, I I was a child where that was overplayed so much. That, like I song... never need to hear Material Girl. Ever. Oh my god, why do I forget that song? Because it's one of my favorites. But it's one of her albums. No religious, but I feel so. I love that song. Underrated. It wasn't a hit. It was just one. Oh, of the, yeah, no, once I get it. lost in the. Yeah, I love that song. But, but I, I, I like, I like the mainstream Madonna songs. I'm sorry. Like right behind "Live to Tell," "Like a Prayer" is the second best Madonna. Song. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. "Like a Prayer" is my favorite. Then "Material Girl." Then, then "Like a Virgin." Then oh my god, "Like La Bonita." <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I know she wasn't talking about Puerto Rico, but I can but always really pretend weird. she was. It's weird that the society we live in, there's like Madonna decided, like, like talk about like appropriation, like why is La Bonita is freaking bonkers when you look at that now, and you're just like, I know, what? like who told was this Madonna's idea or something? Madonna, you should really, you should really do this and go for like the Spanish influence thing. I think it's going to be big. You know, Menudo is very popular. You got to ride that wave. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh, uh, Keith. Oh, I love smooth criminal. criminal. See, good. the problem, the problem that I have, it's not even a problem. It's I have two different playlists when it comes to Michael Jackson. The music videos playlist, because like there's certain songs that I love because of the music video, like Thriller, Forever a Classic. Yeah. And then there's a playlist of songs that I just love that has nothing to do with the music video smooth criminal is one of my favorite music videos and the dance moves slapped and then i found out how he did the leaning thing and how they had a whole last stage set up and he was shitting and that broke my heart forever hmm. speaking of which though madonna <laughs> i have to call this out again uh because i just learned about this six months ago and it brought me phenomenal joy and huge wpf moment Papa Don't Preach, in the music video, Danny Aiello played Madonna's father. I did not know until six months ago that Danny Aiello released a song as a sequel to Papa Don't Preach with Danny Aiello singing called Papa Just Wants the Best for You. And the video (laughs) is Danny Aiello as Madonna's father going around New York trying to find Madonna. Oh, that's cute. And there's the scene where he's he's so frustrated because his daughter's pregnant and he doesn't know what to do and he's beating up a heavy bag and then he starts hugging the heavy bag and crying. <laughs> like, I've used that animated uh, gift that's online. That's actually literally me it, every day when my mood yeah. swings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you've never seen it, highly recommend it. It's on uh, it's on the YouTube. So, Alison Tuckwab. 1999. Wow. Bringing us right back to topic. Thank you, Alison. Hardy ruined a good match. Bucks versus Hardys. I want to see the brothers go out with a bang one day. Retire. What's up with the injuries? Both companies, AEW and WWE. Maybe prison will scare the demons right out of him. Um, Uh, Jeff Hardy, right now, as I mentioned earlier, is on treatment. I just want the best for him. But yeah, I agree. I really wanted him to be okay and come to AEW and have a very successful run with Matt before they just rode into the sunset. Right now, if he doesn't wrestle again, but that's what keeps him healthy, then then go for that. You know, at this point, I don't feel like the wrestling of Matt Hardy is 
uh, of Jeff Hardy's on the priorities of things that Jeff Hardy needs right now. Yeah. See Marco Chile, buck 99. Watch the flight attendant on HBO Max. I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, I heard it's good as well. I've got to watch The Boys this weekend. Uh, everyone has said The Boys is nutso. Uh, so maybe tonight that will uh, be a way to end what has been a very frustrating day, yeah. uh, to say the least. Um, but back to AEW Rampage. You know, I like this Tully Blanchard promo backstage. Him with his new stable, Brian Cage, yeah. Khan, and Toliona. Yeah, Thought good to see was, Brian uh, Cage back on TV. Forgot yeah. he was even there. It was a great promo. Yeah, so we had Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty backstage with Lexi Nair. Um, until he Blanchard barged in, set up uh, something with his new stable. But the DKC versus Hook. What did you think of uh, Hook's very quick win here? Um, I feel like... The, I, I don't know. I don't know that the pop for Hook sounds as loud as they used to. I'm trying to not hold the fact that the crowd was there for a long time, you know, against them. You got to do something more with Hook. The whole Dan Housen thing, and now he's just coming back on Dynamite to wrestle people that we're not familiar with. Match was good. I just feel like the Hook fizzle is fizzling out, and we need to relight it like a Survivor fire-making challenge. Do you think the Danhausen <laughs> thing ended up being a bit of a momentum killing diversion? One thousand percent. But I know Danhausen has such a big fan base that people, you know, they, a lot of people would disagree. But I don't know. I feel like Hook was in a different direction before they paired him up with Danhausen, and now he's not in the car. I don't even know if he's on the buy-in. Like it, it didn't really do much for anybody involved in that match. I'm talking Tony Nese. I'm talking Danhausen, Hook. Like it, nobody got anything out of it. Uh, MKASP PDO64 wants to know: Should he watch, or should they uh, watch Obi Wan on Disney Plus? Have you watched the Obi Wan yet, Issa? No, I don't watch anything Star Wars related. I have never watched a Star Wars movie. <laughs> huh. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> huh. You know, if we had the time... Please don't stop being my friend because I said that out loud. <laughs> if we had the time to do yet another podcast, Issa's introduction to the Star Wars universe would be fascinating. You know? Um, okay, we make the time? I don't know, but maybe, we should try. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but look, here's the thing with Obi-Wan. Uh, there were good parts, there were bad parts. The last episode, though, has some of the best scenes uh, of the series. The last episode has some of the coolest individual shots and moments of the entire Star Wars series. And in fact, after watching that, uh, we went back and watched the original Star Wars. If, if you've never heard of this before, if you do some Google searching for the term 4K77, 1977, the year Star Wars was released, a group of film preservationists have preserved an original cut of Star Wars. No special editions, no enhancements, no episode four. It's the same original movie that you saw in theaters. And we watched that after finishing Obi-Wan, and that was a great little back-to-back -back viewing experience. Um, but let's talk about uh, Forbidden Door. Saw Billy Gunn in the Gun Club with Max Caster. Scissor me, daddy ass. They're just running into the ground, man. I love it so much, though. That's what I That's what I said to Brie Baker when I met her. There you go. <laughs> um, we also announced for the buy-in error in Solo and QT Marshall versus Hiroku Godu and Yoshihashi. 
I'm very shocked by this announcement because I thought QT Marshall was going to end up being uh, the surprise opponent. <laughs> I love making you laugh. I live for those moments. <laughs> Imagine the reaction, though. <laughs> that would be something. But what do you think of this main event? Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler from FTR. Um, It was great. I love seeing, I love FTR. And then when I see them in singles matches too, I want to see each one of them get a singles run. Like they are so good at everything that they do. Um, This match is going to be bonkers at Forbidden Door. I'm actually kind of excited for it. It's one of the matches that I'm probably looking forward to the most. But I got to tell you, the ending got so convoluted that it made me forget about the match i didn't know what to look what we were advertising like they went all out for the ending jericho crying into the camera made my night the ending and was I, phenomenal and then i believe kingston was trying to bite his nose off and then you had osprey and i don't know if you guys caught this but orange cassidy came out running i have <laughs> never seen that man put that much effort into anything so that's how you know Forbidden Door is going to be crazy because they got Orange Cassidy to run. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ending was very entertaining, but Jeff Cobb defeating Cash Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if, if if that tells you what's going to happen at the pay-per-view, then doesn't that mean that FDR wins? Oh, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. Um, the, I feel like that's one of those matches that feel unpredictable. I feel like Moxley winning is a lock. Right, but there's a couple of matches that feel unpredictable, and I think the this tag title match is one of them. So there you go. Um, How excited are you for Forbidden Door on a scale of zero to your hand? <laughs> scale um, of zero to ten. Zero to ten. Go ahead. When's the Forbidden Door Sunday? Yeah. Um, I might sample it i might just see what's going on on twitter if mjf shows up or if there's rumors mjf is going to show up i mean i'm sure it's good i just don't know look we got that this weekend money in the bank next weekend i know like, just a lot it is a lot they they did that for uh hell in a cell and double or nothing too and i, yeah. I <laughs> it takes away my weekends man <laughs> at least at least uh, money in the bank is on a saturday so you can still do the Sunday resting. I feel like, you know, you Sunday watch a little pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. much like God on the seventh day on Sunday? I don't, I don't because tomorrow I'm doing predictions and then on Sunday I'm doing the watch along and I'm covering it. So every time there's a pay-per-view, man, it's a one day off week. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot after a while. Yeah. But um, and Tuesday we're going to talk about the biggest botched call-ups for many. The biggest, ten, top 10 biggest botched call-ups. I can't wait. That should be good. We could almost do that male and female because I feel like that. Yeah, we can mix them, right? Just the yeah. biggest botch call-ups. No, doesn't matter. Like whatever you consider are the worst call-ups, whether it's um, men or women. Yeah, we got to text um, our Alfred. Alfred, he's at happy his third Applebee's. Third Applebee's of the night right now. I was gonna sing him Happy Birthday on stream. Now, now I'm not gonna. Well, I understand. There's got to be consequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey everybody have a great weekend I'm Acklin Rubenstein she's an NYC demon diva that's diva with a one do us a favor and give us a follow and uh, yeah we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast take care everybody Sunday Forbidden Door
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.